Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. You may be standing in God's presence. I want to start by appreciating Pastor Kingsley for being a man of the spirit. He just said something that God told me that I have not shared. Uh, when God asked me to start um, Christ Church Center, initially I didn't want to because I don't like to be a pastor. I don't like what pastors do. I think pastor work is the most difficult work in the world, if you understand it. So I was crying. Then later I accepted, after several years. Then when I started, I wanted to go and resign. Because I thought... All the pastors are doing well, they are, they are doing it full time. So the, I just used the default mindset to go and resign. And I was preparing to resign when they God told me, I said you should start this. I did not say you should stop this. And he said that there is a new thing I'm trying to do in the body of Christ. That a lot of believers think that you need to be in full time to serve me. He said, but the plan I have for this generation, for humanity is that we are all mobile priests and kings everywhere. We dominate every sector. But people will not understand until they see somebody do it. And that's why I have called you. So you are going to stay where you are and you will do the ministry. That's what you just said now. I've, never, I've not said it in the public like this before, but he just said it now. So it's a man of the spirit. Please, can you celebrate Pastor Kissman? That is true. <laughs> Because God told me, and that's why I'm running with you, I'm running. But I, I, nobody knows why. So when you said, I was like, ah, how you think? If I had the same word, the way you said it, I was like, ah, why are you there? <laughs> Please, I want you to always support and pray for Pastor Kingsley and Pastor Mildred. Because right now in the body of Christ, we don't have this kind of a pair. The ministry they have to the body of Christ, we don't have this kind. So please support them and pray for them. Do your analysis. You don't even need to drink fire. Just do your analysis. So please, let's always support and pray. I celebrate you both. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. All right. We're talking about career breakthrough. And I can look at it from different perspectives. But today, I want to emphasize what I believe God will have me emphasize. There are many things you can do to break through. There are many steps. But what I will be saying to if you call me next year, I may just say something entirely different. But what I'm saying today, most of it, is what I believe God would have me emphasize today. And I'm going to be sharing real-life examples because that's what Pastor Kingsley asks for. He said he wants us to share real-life examples. And like I mentioned in the first service, today was very emotional when I came here because I passed the house I stayed when I first came to Lagos. I came to Lagos with a traveling bag and nothing. So if your, if your condition is that bad... No, no wahala. We have been there. Don't believe they're born. <laughs> yes, sir. And I was squatting with somebody. And while I was squatting, that house was so bad. You know, there are some houses that when, you, when it rains, water be coming from, from the ground. And then, sometimes it rains. We can't go out because the rain will get to a place like this. So some guys would then do a makeshift canoe with like a fridge, all these abandoned fridge. I don't know, they just 
So you see that inside, and they will be paddling you out. And they will collect money on, on that kind of a thing. And that was, that was how difficult it was. Such that the person I was staying with, every time he prayed, Lord, if you would deliver me from this house. Even at the song, Tori Bayomi. I can't remember. The, <laughs> he had a song he always sang, if you would deliver me from this house. But I never felt that way. Never felt that way. I was squatting with him. I was so my case was even worse than his own. But I was not under pressure. Because there is something about success, it has a formula. If you know the formula, you'll be so calm. I asked them in the first service, how many of you believe that at the end of this service, you will get home, you will go home? Everybody was up their hand. I'm sure the same thing here. I said, how many of them prayed to God, I want to get home after this service? Nobody prayed. You know, to get home is a big success. But you've done it over and over again. You understand the road that you take it for granted. And I'm trusting God that after this message, you will take for granted to have back-to-back breakthroughs. It will, be, it will be your nature. And it ought to be your nature because you are a child of God. That is what God has called us to do. So I started from that humble background. Forget what you saw that um, I'm an Harvard alumni. I just became an alumni this year. So don't say, ah, if it's called Harvard, of course, you will do well now. It's this year. I don't know why I'm going to do God said I should go to Harvard. Up to now, I'm still asking, why did you send me there? I don't, I don't know why. But that's, let's pack that one. So don't say, ah, because he went to Harvard, that's why he's doing it. No, everything is by the kingdom principles. I was from entry level to director level within eight years. And guess what? That was the fastest promotion in that firm. And it's not a small company. It's a company that was existed since 1952. <laughs> so it's not a small company. It's a company that we were in one over 150 countries. So what I want to be talking about are things which over time I've seen them in scripture and we've put them to practice. Our text is 1 Corinthians 15.10. And I want to read from the New Living Translation. But Paul says, but whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out a special favor on me and not without results. Some people, there is favor on them, but they cannot see results. He says, no, rather, says, for I have worked harder than any of the other apostles, yet it was not high, but God working through me by his grace. It says, yet it was not high, but God walking through me by his grace. Ah, this is one of my best verses of scripture. You know why? It shows the balance of how believers should live their life. Because over time, I've seen believers, they take one, ex- and one extreme over the other. There are some people that can walk, they believe by labor alone. And if you think by labor alone, don't worry. Go out there. You see laborers. There are many. If you carry pong pong, you can carry pong pong and be climbing. It's not by labor alone. He says, I worked harder. No small work. Harder. But he said there was a special favor. That means you need labor and favor. A fine blend of feet for you to experience the breakthrough that God wants for you. You must have that fine blend of labor and favor. Some believers think it's only favor. 
They jump from one prayer altar to the other. Praying, God, favor, do it for me, favor. And nothing has changed. And I'm sorry to say, Nigeria, we need to make that shift. Because think about it, we've been praying like this for how many decades? It's not enough. We need to add the labor part. Labor and favor. There is something you need to do. The catapult or the sling that David used to kill Goliath is not labor alone. If you say, go and throw your own catapult. It's not favor alone too. Of course, there was favor because how can it meet the only space that was available? That was the favor of God. But it was also skillful. It was skillful. I know it's skillful that you go and throw your own stone. It will not pass this building. The same thing with Joseph. The same thing with Noah. In fact, I love Noah's story the best. Genesis chapter 6 verse 14. In Genesis chapter 6 verse 14, the Lord told him, if you look at it in the New Living Translation, it says, build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar. Look at it. Labor. Principles. Principles and miracles. Labor and favor. Principles and miracles. Because many times we just want the miracle part. We leave the principle part. God himself is the God of the universe. So he said, waterproof it. Put deck and layers. But in verse 20, verse 20 is powerful. It says, pairs of every kinds of birds, every kinds of animals, every kind of small animals that scurries around the ground will come. They will come by themselves. You will not look for them. That is a miracle. That is favor. Many of you, you will build the ark and you will go and start looking for peers. You will fin- your life will be finished. You will not get all the animals. How did mosquito get to that place? You know, Nigerians say, well, how come mosquito entered Noah's ark? You should have been dead. How did, okay, let's even look at the architecture and the way things happen. How did lion and antelope stay in the same ark? It's a miracle. How did cat and rat stay in the same ark? It's a miracle. Everything God wants to do for you, every break he wants to give to you, that's how it's going to work. A fine blend of labor and favor, of principles and miracles. And that is the way I want us to see things from today. So today, I want to talk about three labor keys and three favor keys. There are many, but I want to emphasize on these three. And I believe if we, if we understand them, it will help us. The labor keys I'll talk about are excellence, presence, and silence. Excellence, presence, and silence. And the favor keys are appearance, substance, and consonance. All right, let's start with the first one, excellence. Every believer should be given over to excellence. To be excellent means that you are outstanding, you are extremely good, you have surpassing ability more than the ordinary standard. And this should be the default lifestyle of the believer. Isaiah 60 verse 15, if you look at it in the KJV, it says, I will make thee an eternal excellency, a joy of many, many generations, speaking prophetically about the believers that will be eternal excellencies. For God is an excellent God. An excellent God will only produce excellent children. We already have the spirit of excellence. Bible says we have the wisdom of Jesus, 1 Corinthians 2.8. We have the IQ, the intelligence, the DNA of God. 
If, if you do something, there should be a difference between what you do and what others do. And the reason why people employ you in a place or the reason why they give you contracts because they expect value. I said it earlier on, nobody likes your face. The earlier you begin to know that, the better for you. Nobody likes you in any workplace. They like the value you produce. They like the work of your hands. They like your results. A lot of people take their health you know, very badly. Say they are working. They are working. They are working. I've, 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 you heard my profile. I've worked with over 30% of the company in the Stock Exchange. I've worked with over 85% of the banks in Nigeria. So I've worked with several organizations as a consultant. I've seen that trend. When you stop delivering, no matter how good you were before, they will issue you a letter. They will tell you, we are sorry. Listen to this. In life, you are as good as your last results. You are as good as your last performance. How do you know that? If you go to run in the Olympics, during the eats, you run, you are best. But on the day of the final, you are last. Will they call your name? You are gone. So, it's productivity back-to-back productivity. You are putting something of value on the table at every time. And this is the way you must see things. They must look at your life and say, no one can do these things except the Lord be with him. That was how Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. He saw something different about him and that drew Nicodemus. You will throw your rod down on the ground like Moses threw his rod down and others will throw their rod, but your own snake will swallow their own. That's what we are talking about. It's the level of excellence. Now, how do you display this? Because you already have the spirit of excellence. One of the things that helped me is that as very early in my career, I read, or before I started, that if you should read one hour a day about your chosen profession, in five years, you will be on top of that profession. Now, everybody think about what you do and what you want to do. And imagine you read one hour every day. Now imagine you are at the top of that profession. It was too, too, too good to believe. But let me ask you, how many of you read one hour a day, minimum, in your profession? Let me see your hand up. Minimum. How many of you? So you can see the answer. When you read one hour a day, that's the easiest way to allow that excellence in you to show. Minimum. So for me, I say I'll read at least two hours a day. But guess what? I don't like to read. I don't know if you like to read. Because when I'm hiring people this day and I look at their CV, they write hobby, reading. Ah, you are blessed. <laughs> Me, I don't like to read. So do you know what I did? I started sitting for certifications. Because I don't like to fail. So that was what I used to checkmate my not liking to read. I don't like to fail either. So when I wrote for an exam, I have to pass. So I have to read. That was how I was able to overcome. So my first eight of my career, I had eight certifications. So those of you that like to read, keep, please keep reading. You don't like to read, look for what will make you to like to read. And that's what I did. By the time I did it two, three years, listen to this, when you travel within, you will travel without. The moment people, when you talk, people know that this one is carrying something. You don't need to advertise it. It's obvious that you have done some work internally. Brethren, do that from today. You'll see a difference. The second thing you can do to let this excellence show forth is 
for you to always know the expectation of your boss, your clients, and try to surpass it. You know, it's so bad that believers in workplaces, they don't even meet up to required expectation. I've been in a place where I've been in a place whereby people were allocating people to jobs. Maybe there was a different project, and people were saying, okay, this team, this project, this team, this project. Then they wanted to allocate one guy, say they call him pastor. As they were trying to allocate pastor to that project, ah, don't give me pastor. Ah, don't give me pastor. Everybody was saying, don't give me pastor. Papa. Insult. They should be fighting for you. They should be saying, I want you in my team. Because once you are there, things will change. And it's very simple. Know what is required and deliver above it. Try to deliver above it. That's the way you impress the person you're working for. The same thing with your clients. If you're a business person, right now I'm not, a, I'm not an employee, I'm an employer. But that's what I do for my clients. I agree the expectation and I go extra. Top it up. Even when you go to buy something in outside man land, I grew up in the north, it will give you jara. I need to give jara to your people. Give jara to the people you are working with. Give jara. You will top it up for you. Go extra. Then the last thing you need to do to let this excellence show forth, or not the last thing, one more thing. <laughs> there are so many things. One more thing is for you to think of the future that does not exist and create it. We have the creative genius inside of us, the Spirit of God. We can bring forth solutions that never existed before. And that was the level Steve, Steve Jobs tried to reign. I did the study of Apple when I was in Harvard. One of the things that it was different from others was that he would, he, he said the customer doesn't know what they want. So he would think of something and bring it out. It's what you think. I say, ah, I, I love this. And that's the same way you too can start thinking of something, creating solutions. I shared earlier on, I used to be in IT audits before in my career. Then at some point, I began to see that the future was about cybersecurity. This was over 15 years ago. It was not as burning as now. Now, of course, everybody needs security for your money that is online. Then nobody was talking about it. I went to my boss to tell them that, let us start this unit. They say, yeah, they think it's the future. But they, initially, they were not for one year. Time passed. But later on, they accepted. They say, start it. I got the first attempt to start that unit. It closed down. The people that I hired, like three or four people, they left. So sometimes when you start something, it may not work well. But don't you continue. The second time, I got people from school. And as entry-level student, I was telling them, sorry, not student, entry-level work people, colleagues, I was telling them that we are building the number one team in Nigeria. And they, they didn't tell me, it was later on when they became number one, they were saying that, ah, those the when you tell us, now I look at ourselves, who are the people that will be number one? We just joined, we don't know anything. It was a mindset. How can I carry the spirit of when I will be carrying last? Let me ask you a question. If we are to run a race and the Holy Spirit is, is, is on the track, who will, who will carry first? It's simple logic. It's simple logic. So I was saying, we're number one. We are building number one. We are building number one. To cut the wrong story short, we did a lot of work, of course. We had a God gave us favor. When we went for Cyber Olympics, was it 2015 or 2018? I can't remember now. Cyber Olympics is the content of the best cyber defense team in the world. From every continent, two, two teams represent every continent. Therefore, for at the continent level, you will compete before they select you. 
we were number one in Africa. But this was something I was asking at some point. Let's do this thing that nobody did. Some people will say, but I've been trying and I've not been promoted. Go and ask your boss why. Don't keep quiet. Say, what am I not doing well? Because some of you, you assume you are doing well, you are not doing well. You assume the expectation, you don't know it. And if you are doing well, you are really sure you are doing well, sometimes you don't reap where you sow, but you reap what you sow. In life, you will always reap what you sow. You may not reap where you sow. The next thing is presence. Talk about excellence. Presence. You have a presence that has a brand. You may not know it. Everyone carries a presence that has a brand. Pastor Chris Lee has a presence in the body of Christ. That has a brand. The first time I saw I was saying, I thought he normally speak only about relationship and marriage. That was what I thought, because he has that strong brand in the body of Christ. Then when I started listening to him, I said, eh? Pastor Chris is like this. This man is an all-rounder. He knows everything. But it's a presence. Whenever your name is mentioned, there is something that goes with it. <laughs> Psalm 16, verse 11. It says, in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. Second Corinthians 10, 10. says that Apostle Paul says his letter, it says, are weighty and powerful. But his bodily presence is weak. That was the way Apostle Paul's presence was. Now, you have a presence wherever you are. And you must let your presence be right and let it work for you. What I'm trying to say in essence is that you need to show up where it matters most and when it matters most. I'll say it again. You need to show up where it matters most and when it matters most. I was, there was a time I was told, I mean, I'm an IT person, I was, the time I was told to, to lead HR in my firm. So because of that, I got to learn a lot of HR work. Now, when I was doing that HR, I learned about the halo and the on effect. Halo is H-A-L-O, on is H-O-R-N. The halo and on effect means that you, your rater, if you ask someone that is working, you are working with, has the tendency to rate you based on his perception of one competency or incompetency. And that bias of that area will influence other areas. That means, as humans, sometimes we don't necessarily just give you your fair rating. So we train our people not to be biased by allo or on effect because most people are biased by it. I've seen bosses that... If no matter how good you are, if you don't come early to work, you are not a good person. No matter how excellent you are, and no matter how wonderful you, you are, once you don't come early to work, you are not good. And so, that alone can affect you. I've seen bosses that don't like confrontation. And no matter how wonderful you are, once you are a confrontative person, Things will not, will, not, will, not be, will not be working well for you in, your, in that place. And like I said earlier on, we are all like that. Many times, human beings make decisions based on emotion. They now use logic to back it up. And that's why I love everybody. When I ask you, why do you marry the person you are marrying? You say it's God-fearing. At the beginning, you say the person was God-fearing. But later on, it's no longer God-fearing. Why? Something drew to that person. 
You like the person. When they are not asked to explain, you now begin to look for the logic. God fearing this. So what you need to do, anybody you are working with at any time, even your clients, know their sweet spots. Know that thing that will make them to give you a good halo effect. There is something that once that area, you touch that area, they will come to see you as right. And this is something that people do not do. I said that, I, 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 there was time I was pointing to two people, like in my place, we report to several people at the same time. And you have to know what they like. I had, <laughs> I had a boss that wanted detailed reports. Every day, he wanted to know status. In fact, he would call me on Sundays. How far? Sundays, Sunday morning. Those in my family, don't pick this call. This is a Sunday. I say, I'll pick. <laughs> Alpha. Every day, he wants status. Another one, I don't want any status. Just come at the end. Give me one page and tell me how fine it is. If you use the formula of A for B, it will not work. As simple as that, many people are overlooking what the kind of presence they should have in the workplace. Also, if you can, please have sponsors and mentors in your office. Everybody was sponsored by somebody. There are people that you can work with, you just go to them and they just like you. Or they don't even they don't like you, you develop a relationship with them and tell them to be your sponsor. So that when you are not present physically, you are present through them. They are speaking for you. It is very important to have sponsors. Even in business, what do you think makes business to move forward? It's presence through others, word of mouth. Somebody will do something and say, ah, go and try this person. Even in church, how does church grow? It's largely through word of mouth. Somebody will be saying, ah, come and try this church. Presence through other people. And so you need sponsors in your organization. Now the third one is silence. Silence is knowing when to speak and when to keep quiet. Bible says in the book of Exodus chapter 3, verse 7, there is a time to be silence and there is a time to speak. Now why am I bringing this out? Because I've seen that many believers don't speak in meetings. But they work very hard. And this was a feedback someone once gave to me. I worked with a guy in the UK. He said, you are very technical. But when, you, when it's time for, for the discussion, you keep quiet. So that people will take the shine. Now, not say she not go to work. I'm not going to be talking. No. I'm saying from now on, prepare for meetings. That is what shows you all you have been doing. Listen to this. All your work is only coming at either through results, reports, or what you are saying. Results, reports, what you are saying. So if, if apart from your results... Your reports and your speech is very important. You must be speaking at the right time, in the right place, saying the right things. It's important that you make that impact. I used to make that mistake before, but I don't make it any longer. All right, let me go to the favor keys. And this is where I really want to spend time on because um, anybody can do what I just said. They are not believers. But the favor aspect is an aspect that, <laughs> if you understand it, you will be on autopilot. You'll be flying. And, and I've lived it all my life, but it's stronger now. It's stronger in these later years because God started teaching me a lesson. I, 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 um, there was a time I went for vacation, and um, as a partner, director, my main job description, one of my major jobs is to lead people and also to win businesses. So that year, I've been looking for business all over Lagos, and nothing was coming forth. And then I went on vacation. And while on vacation, 
I was just receiving calls from my team. Sir, we just want a new job. Sir, another one has come. Sir, another one has come. By the time we counted, nine engagements in two weeks. Uh-uh. I said, what? There is something God is trying to teach me. I don't understand this thing. I've been jamming the streets for 11 months. Now, for just two weeks, nine contracts came in. They called. Ah, God, what is it? God told me something. He says, take care of my work, and I will take care of your work. You know, that's why people, some people come and meet me, they say that, why are you doing ministry? Every time, church, 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 you carry church on your head. You carry church on your head. If there is any other better way to carry it, I will carry it. If you want me to carry it on my back, I'll carry it on my back. I will carry God's work on me. Because I have seen the formula. It works beyond magic. It says, take care of my work. I will take care of your work. So, which means that labor is good. But a day of favor from the Lord is worth more than a thousand days of labor. Many of us are laboring. You know? Is there anybody that's not working hard in this place? We are working very hard. Labor is like climbing the stairs. It's stairs of 30 floors. And you are climbing it with your leg. Favor is like entering an elevator. What you call lifts. You just enter. You press the button. And it will take you up. Did you, did you do some work in that elevator? You walked. Did you walk? Nobody your leg carry enter that place. You used your leg. You walked. The pressing of the button, it takes a lot of effort to press that button. <laughs> it's not easy to press button, no. You think everybody can press button? Some people cannot press button. You take efforts, you press the button. Then when you go, and you get to 30th floor, and you go there, you say, ah, I walked too, but yet not high. Yet not high. Listen, the testimony of the believer should be yet not high. You will see the result, and you, you say, ah, this one passed me. If you are not expressing that, that is the level you start entering from now on in the name of Jesus. I say from now on, your testimony will be yet not high, but this is the hand of God. Yeah. Favor is powerful. It's good to work hard. I work hard. <laughs> but when I see what favor does, uh, nobody tells me I take favor seriously. In my office, I see people come to our church from the office. I didn't invite them. Hi, why are you here? They say, I want you to teach me and mentor me. Why? They say, we see you, you are calm. No stress. See how you are, you say you are glowing. Am I glowing? That's what they see you. I don't, it's not me that said it to Say, see your skin. <laughs> I say, I don't use Vaseline. I don't even use, uh, I don't rub anything in my body in the last 20 years. Though. I'm still very crude. I suffered before also. The thing has not left me. <laughs> you understand? I don't, don't wake up and just jump, jump outside. Don't wear cloth and jump. It will be rubbing body. How? <laughs> Uh, but you see, when, when favor touch you, <laughs> you will know how far. They come and they ask me, they say, how are you doing it? I will now teach them about Jesus. I know come find you. Now you carry your leg, come. You go, yeah, Jesus. And that is what God wants us to do. Like Jesus Christ at Nicodemus, he came by night. I said, no one can do these things except the Lord be with him. Your testimony should be that people are coming. I heard that from Pastor Podju years ago and it touched my heart and that is what I walked towards. He says, no one can do this except the Lord be with him. And that's the way we, we are, the, the work of God is expanding. 
by results. Visible, tangible results. Now, how do you make this favor to begin to work? What are the keys? The first one I say is appearance. Have this mindset, and it's a mindset you should have. That because you are a believer, and you carry the blessing, anywhere you appear to, there will be a change. As soon as you appear, there is what they call appearance bonus. They should just sign. This person came, ah, appearance bonus. It's like when you, when you sign up a player, I say sign up bonus. Because you came there, there is something. Genesis chapter 30, verse 27. Genesis chapter 30, verse 27. Laban said, if you have found favor in thy eyes, talking to Jacob, says, I have learned by experience that the Lord blessed me for your sake. And that's why I believe some of us over time, we should have our own businesses. Because that place you are, they are being blessed because you are there. So you to have something that God will be pouring his blessing on. But let be led though. Yeah, just be led. But think about, you should have something that's your own. He says, I learned by experience that your presence changed things because it carried the blessing. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 9, we've come to learn that we now carry the blessing of God as the seed of Abraham. And therefore, whenever you go to a place, the blessing has appeared. Second Samuel chapter 6 verse 11 is a verse of scripture that ignites my heart to think about this many times. The Bible says that the ark of the Lord was in the house of Obededom for three months. And because of that, because the ark of the Quran was in a person's house for three months, him and all his household, that means some people, because they are connected to you, they will even be blessed. That was the ark of the covenant, the symbol. You carry the very presence. First Corinthians 6, 19. For you are the temple of the Holy Spirit who dwells inside of you. Anywhere you appear, have the mindset that the Holy Ghost just came. Blessing just came. And you know what you do? Please, from today... I want to tell you something. You have already been experiencing it, but you probably are not taking notes. How you can know is that anywhere you appear, take status reports of how you found that place. Then after some one, two years, take the snapshot again. Do a current state assessment, and you will see that there's a major difference. You know, I've, I, I believe that, and I said it before, that the believer is not just a royal priest, he's also a mobile priest. Priests carry fire and the sacrifices everywhere. Anywhere you go, there should be fire in your altar, burning and showing sign that fire was here. You know one thing with fire, you don't need to advertise fire. If fire comes to a place, everybody ah, fire has been here. Fire has been here. And when you see the effect of fire, everybody will know, ah, yes. What happened to this place? When did it get burnt? Because of fire. When you move into a place, the fire of the Holy Ghost should go and cause a good work in that place and the effect should be indelible. Everybody will know that this person was here. When I was Asaka president, Asaka was, is the largest association of IT, risk IT, governance and cyber security professionals in Nigeria. Between 2015 and 2017, it grew by 1,967%. Before then, maybe it by 5-10%. And even after then, You've heard in my profile when I was 
when I was told to lead HR, I was an IT person. You know why I'm telling you this? Sometimes when God begins to elevate you, they will put you in a position of things you've never done before. And Bilal starts to say, Sir, um, they gave me something. I've never done it before. I'm scared. What will I do? I say, Eh, you that carry God? Once you start moving like this, they will give you things you've never done before. As soon as you enter there, know that the presence has come. It has come. Don't be moved. They put me in a lead our HR. Two years down the line, we are named best company to work for in Nigeria by the blessing. By the blessing. And there was one recently, I, 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 got, I was in a place, historically it grew by a particular percentage. I stepped in there within a few months, two, three, four, five months, everything was just climbing up, started growing by times 10 of the way it was growing before. And they asked me, what, how is this happening? Before, I don't tell. I will tell them the, I will tell them what they want to hear. You know what I mean by that? Success principles. But because they now, they used to abuse me that every time is church, every time is church, every time is church. And many people are saying, why is you and this church, church, church? So when they ask me, I say, of course, you know, there is no strategy that can deliver this kind of growth within this short time. This is the hand of God. Uh, no, nobody can say it. <laughs> this is the hand of God. So, once you appear, our cyber team became number one in Africa. Once you appear, as I have appeared here now, your life will change. <laughs> it's not, it's just that I believe it. I expect that from today, there was a lady that I talked about this aloe and non-effect. She went to our office to practice it. So there, boss, oh, this guy on, on her birthday, on his birthday, for the first time, she now gave him a birthday gift. I said, stop being confrontational. You can now call her and say, you know what, you have changed. Before you're always attacking me. Now I can see you are now very reasonable. You are now talking. The lady, she's not giving testimony recently. Within a short time, she did a project, only her own past. Only our own past. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So from today, anywhere you go, the presence. Then the other one is substance. Substance. Bible says we should, we all see the issue of giving our substance to the work of God is so important that I cannot overemphasize this. I'm sure you've heard about it, but I've noticed that believers don't do it. I never knew until God said I should start a church. I was shocked because me, I give. I see it as a, if I, when I was young, my mother had to give us offering, take and give. So I was taught to give. Although that time I used to buy donuts with the money, hallelujah, and buy buns and eat it and clean my mouth. But you see, when God is teaching you through your parents, the thing will stick somewhere to come back later. Uh, so if you are doing something, your people don't understand it, does continue. I, people, do you know what it is to trigger favor of God by giving? When we were in school on campus, about 20 years ago, people were arguing, the believers no need to give tithe that God has 100%, no longer 10%, or that the Old Testament is 10%, or that this one is 100%. I said, yeah, that's correct. It's 100%. First Corinthians 6.20 says that uh, you are bought with a price, so you lose all of you. Okay, now that you're 100%, give 100%. Uh, the, <laughs> They said to Momo, okay, you don't want to give 100%. What is the symbol of what you will give as a way of acknowledging that God owns the 100%? 
If the Jews did 10%, you should do more. So that was my own thinking, though. I'm not saying it's a doctrine. It's my thinking. I believe everybody should do minimum of 10%. But me, I said I would do 20% minimum. Because I heard, as a young boy, Bishop Abiyo was preaching once in Kaduna, and he said, I'd, I give minimum of 20%. And that's in stock. So when I wanted to take my own decision, I said 20%. But from school time, I was giving minimum of 50% in school. And I studied the scripture, and I realized that there are five types of giving that believers should give. Five types of giving. And I do all those five. Number one, to church, minimum of 20%. Support the work of God. By the way, do you know that God's business is to grow his, 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 his kingdom? If you are smart, you will just align with his business. It's simple smartness. It's like you're in a company, you're doing your own thing, and you're not doing the company thing, and you want promotion. You can't go far. You can't go far. It's God's agenda on earth. It's to propagate the gospel. Align. So minimum of 20%, church. Second is your parents. Ephesians 6.2. Honor your father and mother so that it may be well with you and your days will be long. Many people are not well with them. That is prosperity and longevity tied to honoring your parents. So, I give my parents, I will give my in-laws. Some of you say, I don't have money yet. I save those recharge cards every month. Do something for them. Then the third thing is a double honor of spiritual parents. Galatians 6.6 6, Let him that is taught communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. And many times people don't give to their pastors because they say pastors has money more than me. My pastor also is shorter than me. But like I said, the ground is greater than the seed that you want to sow. You need the ground. The ground does not need your seed. If you want to reap, you will put your that seed in the ground. I don't need, my pastor does not need me. I need, I need this ground. I will sow there. Number four, give to the poor. Hebrews 13, 16 says that um, to do good and to communicate to those who need, don't, don't, uh, don't forget this for us. We shall sacrifice God is pleased. And so you shall have a budget for the poor. And number five, I have milestone giving. For instance, I say, by the time I'm 30 years, I should give one million naira once. Sign. And that one million of then is 5.7 million naira of now. I went to a time. I gave. It, I almost emptied the account, but I did. At 40, there is something I want to give. At 50, there is something I want to give. I can't even mention those kind of amounts right now. And this is how we are giving. Listen to this. Let me ask you a question. Do you prefer to have... 100% of 1 million or 50% of 1 billion. All of you are keeping your money. You have 100% of 1 million. If you have 50% of 1 billion, you have 500 million. Those of you who are holding and say, I don't want to give, you are keeping the 100% of your small money. And I noticed this from my friends who are about 8 of us when we were in school that had this argument. Some are giving, some are not giving. Fifteen years later, those ones that say they do not give, they, they don't end up to our tithe. They don't end up to our tithe. Go and verify. <laughs> Anybody that is not giving is not smart. It's big foolishness. Rockefeller was the richest person in his time. Is Wealth is more than times three of Bill Gates' wealth of today. He was a Sunday school teacher. When he was still earning 60 pence as a 
clerk or as it, you know, someone that was doing a very menial tax. It was given tight. It was given to 10%. It was given to offering. It was given supporting the poor. This modern-day philanthropy, whereby many people are very rich, they now begin to give it out. He started it. He defined it. He was a believer. I was a Sunday school teacher. Keep your 100% of your 1 million. I want 30% of 1 billion. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's one way to allow this fear begin to show in your life. And then the last one is consonance. Being in consonance and hearing God, getting God speak to you, following the leading of the Spirit. In John chapter 5, verse 19, Jesus Christ said that the Son can do nothing of Himself except what He sees the Father do. There was just alignment, that consonance between what the Father was doing and what Jesus Christ was doing. And in John 10 27, He said, My sheep know my voice. They hear my voice. Every believer hears God's voice. It's just that many times we don't pay attention to it. We don't take care. We, we, don't, we don't pay attention to hearing the voice of God. Listen, what you can achieve, what people struggle to achieve in 1,000 days, you can achieve it in one day by the Spirit telling you. Let me tell you a story. Very, this one is very practical. I was involved in a project in my office, and I was called to join a project whereby we won the job to do an analytics for a particular organization, and nobody had the skill in Nigeria. And so because that was a highly skilled job, we went out to two countries, the UK and Netherlands, and brought three resources to come and work with us. So then I said, you, you've done telecom job before. Work with them and learn from them. So I worked and I was learning from them. And as I was learning from them, we got to the, um, you know, we, we, we went to UK to do the job. And when we were coming, on the last day of the, of the project, the guys had not found the problem. So the guy became very frustrated. He said, please leave my side. I, I said, why? He said, you came from, from Nigeria. You had just been looking at me. You didn't add any value. I've been babysitting you all this while. I said, ah, but I was told to come and learn from you now. That's why I came. They said, I should come and learn. He said, even in your learning, I think you should be contributing. I said, okay, I, I, I didn't know, but, so, but now they should have told me since. Now we have ended the project. He said, just go, just go. So to cut the long story short, he said, I should go away. He was so frustrated. So I stepped aside in the UK, and I sat down. And I heard the Holy Spirit said, what makes you think you cannot solve this problem? Uh-huh. Me? I was doing that for the first time in my life. I learned everything there on that job. So I sat down. And I started giving inspiration, like thoughts on what to do. I started writing the code on what to do. I learned from the first time on that job. And then they also gave an idea that when you run every iteration, show the result. Don't just show one result like they have been doing it. Show your own after every phase and run it. I run it like that. After running it, I saw the result. I screamed, I've gotten the answer. Keep quiet. Why are you not in Nigeria? Why are you shouting? I said, I found the answer. He said, how do you know the answer? I said, come. How did I know? Because we have been saying some things we could not explain. But the way I ran my own code, I could not explain all things we've been seen before. So I explained to the guy. To cut the long story short, the guy said, wow, that's it. I got the answer. We came to Nigeria. The guy now start, stood in front of the people from the UK and explained to them. They were asking me questions. He didn't, could not answer the question very well. <laughs> I said, could not answer the question very well. Then they say, okay, no, well, let's adjourn this meeting. We'll meet again. So I can explain to you. But the next thing, the guy had left the country. Ah, the the guy called him and said, 
how come you, you left when we've not finished answering the client? He said, uh, go and meet Tope. He's the one that did it. He can explain Tope. I'll say, go and meet him. The guy came to me. He's a Canadian. Tope. <laughs> what? Is it, is it true? I said, yes, I did it. You did it? I said, yes. You can explain it to the client? I said, yes. I went, I spoke to the client. They said, wow, brilliant. This is exactly what we are talking about. The job that they brought experts, three from two countries, one small Nigerian boy that's carrying the Holy Ghost. If you are the one, what will you do to that boy? I told you, nobody loves your face. They don't like your results. They will promote you. Promotion is called Golden Ankov. It's like, please don't go. Please don't go. So they will promote, and that is it. You begin to get jumps and raises. And how did it happen? The Holy Spirit just told me, what makes you think you cannot solve it? And he started telling me, every believer has that relationship with the Holy Spirit. But because he once said, it's not a shrine mentality where you just come and just talk, 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 talk and go. You should have that relationship with him. And I always say this, it's very simple to hear the Holy Spirit. Some people always say that something told me this. I wanted to go there and somebody said, don't go. I was trying to follow that road. Somebody said, don't, somebody said, don't go. And now I entered and now I'm in traffic. I say, you are a believer and something is living inside of you. You are not a believer. I'm not a believer. You know, and some Christians, when they, the only time they hear the Holy Spirit is when they say, mm, I sense a demon in this place. Mm. <laughs> ah, I smell demon. Oh, oh my mother-in-law, mm, she's possessed. Mm. If that's the only thing that the only time God is talking to you, God is not talking to you. <laughs> you should be hearing the Holy Ghost. He speaks to us. Stop paying attention to what you call something and get used to how you speak to you. Don't stop calling it something. It's a person. Understand that way. Master it. And you will see that we will be giving you instruction. This life is meant to be simple. God not dying to be difficult. You cannot be carrying the God of the universe and be suffering like a pauper. It's not possible. It's an anomaly. It's a contradiction. We have left the path. We have left the favor lane. We have crossed too far. We are laboring and climbing the stairs. Enter the lifts. Enter the elevator. Hallelujah. And it's like a bird that flies. It's favor and labor. So favor, if you solely favor, you will not far go. Sometimes when people come and share testimonies, and they say, something just happened to me. You didn't hear the full story. There is something they did too. It's labor and favor. And we'll keep flying the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. All eyes closed, all eyes bow. Thank you, Jesus. Today, before I go, I want to pray for everyone, anybody that is here, and you don't have a personal relationship with God. Listen, Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. God and you talking, perhaps not just a religion. No, it's a relationship. And if you don't have that relationship with the Holy Spirit, today you can have it. He speaks, he leads, he directs. He can tell you what to do. I want to pray for anyone here that wants to give their life to Jesus. You want to, and if you are here, if this world ends now, you're not 100% sure that you are going to go to heaven. You need to accept him today. Come into that union and relationship with him. I want to pray for anybody that's like that in this place. Wherever you are, just lift up your right hand. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are. You want to give your life to Jesus. 
Thank you. I can see you. And lift it up. You should be proud of what you are doing. Lift it up so high. Lift it up so high. Hallelujah. Lift it up so high. You should be proud. This is a wonderful day. Those of you lift up your just keep come forward, please. Come quickly. Let's let's celebrate them. Come forward quickly. Come forward quickly. This is your moment. You are starting something wonderful. A relationship that will change your life forever. A relationship that will change your life forever. You are breaking forth into a new level. Just keep coming wherever you are. Just keep coming. Come, come forward. Come forward. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Come from, come from the top. Come. Those of you are here, those of you are still coming, just listen after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I believe that you died on the cross and on the third day you rose again for my justification. From today, I want to live for you. I want to serve you. I want to have a relationship with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I pray for all of you that from today you begin to have a wonderful time with the Holy Ghost. Yours will be sweet. You will enjoy speed and ease. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before I go, I want to pray for everybody. And please, like I said, I've been praying before coming here. And what I expect, seriously, what I expect from you is that some of you, within one month from now, you will see a massive change. Many of you, within three months from now, you will see a massive change. And all of you, you must have a testimony from at least one year from now, you have your own testimony. Back to back breakthrough. Yet not I miracles. You say I walked over. Ah, yet not I. This can only be God. I declare by your life from today. You begin to break forth into new levels. Of yet not high miracles. In the name of Jesus. Things that you will do. And you will say no man can do these things. Except the Lord be with him. That will be your testimony. In the name of Jesus. Your eyes of hand is opened. You begin to walk with God in a new dimension. A fresh walk with God. And a fresh walk for God. In the name of Jesus. You have hearing ears. You have seen eyes. You have discerning hearts. In the name of Jesus. You know what you need to do. Anywhere you appear from now, there will know the difference. There will say fire came. In the name of Jesus. You are breaking through on every side. And you experience back to back miracles. In Jesus name we pray. Hallelujah. Celebrate Jesus.